All right, friends, we're in for a treat this morning. It was about 17 years ago that I met Nadia Boltz-Weber, and uh, this whole kind of emerging church movement was, was getting started, and there was just so much excitement. And one of the biggest exciting things was people that kind of felt like we were on the outside of the church, we were beginning to feel like we found our people. And Nadia was one of those people. And um, we were both starting up churches. She was starting up uh, House for All in Denver, and I was starting, starting up Church of the Beloved up in Edmonds. And we would call each other up uh, just overwhelmed by the task before us. And every conversation would ultimately end in Nadia reminding me of the good news of God in Jesus. And there is no one that I know of who speaks the gospel more clearly than the Reverend Nadia Boltzweber. So she's going to just jump. She's going to dive right into it. She's going to read the gospel text, and then she's going to get right into it because, you know, she doesn't waste time. And I think that's what our hearts need this morning more than anything else, to hear clearly the good news of God and Jesus Christ. So, Salt House, will you give a warm Salt House welcome to the Reverend Nadia Boltzweber. Hear the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps, and the bridegroom was delayed. All of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, look, here's the bridegroom, come out and meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with him into the banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm not sure if there is an award for worst parable ever, but if there was, this parable of the wise and foolish bridesmaids would definitely be a strong contender. I have never preached this parable. Every time it comes up in the lectionary, I suddenly find myself interested in the psalm. Because the thing is, this parable doesn't sound like most of the other stuff Jesus said. I'm gonna show you as an example. It says, the bridegroom was long time in coming and they all felt drowsy and fell asleep, which seems like not a big deal. But in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus came to his disciples and found them sleeping and said, you can't even stay awake with me for like an hour. And then later it says, at midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. All the virgins woke up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil, our lamps are out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. But like, what about give to everyone who begs from you and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you? 
And again, then the bridesmaid said, instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And then again, but while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. But Revelation says, in the city of God, there will not need be, there will not be need for the light of a lamp, for the Lord God will give them light. Then the virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. But Jesus said, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. So, what are we to learn here? Was Jesus just having a bad day? What could possibly be the moral of this story that we should not rely on others, that we should not give to those who ask of us. I mean, that would be weird, wouldn't it? If Jesus just suddenly took back everything he said about generosity and self-giving and instead gave us a parable about how we should read Ayn Rand books and be independent and stingy. I insist on trying to find some good news in this parable for us, but it was not easy. But I insist on trying to find the truth that Jesus has hidden for us in this parable of the 10 bridesmaids. And the reason I insist on trying to find some good news is because I myself am greedy for the gospel. I want to hear some good news. I'm actually desperate for it. And it just doesn't sound like good news to me that if we do all the right things, we can be like the wise bridesmaids and make it into the kingdom through our preparedness and self-preservation. So we should show up with all our own supplies and stay awake so that we don't miss anything. But that doesn't make any sense because the so-called wise bridesmaids totally fell asleep just like the foolish ones. So we can't exactly commend their alertness. And given pretty much every other thing I know about the gospel, it would be hard to convince me that their stingy withholding of extra oil from the foolish bridesmaids should be commended either. So if what we want from this parable is to be told how to be good so that we might make our way to the kingdom of heaven, I'm not so sure that the so-called wise bridesmaids are the best place to look. Not to mention the fact that I never feel like I have everything I need. I often need the faith of others when mine isn't enough, for example and they often need mine. So if self-sufficiency is the message here, that sounds like bad news to me. So here's what I did finally find for us from this parable after wrestling with it for a bit. I don't think the foolish bridesmaids were foolish because they didn't bring extra oil or because they fell asleep. I think they were foolish for listening to the other bridesmaids tell them what to do, and they were certainly foolish for doing it. They were foolish in the exact same way we are foolish. And to make my point, I need you to trust me for just a minute while we look at the Garden of Eden. Genesis tells us that Adam and Eve were naked and unashamed until they listened to a snake. And when they listened to a voice other than God's and then believed a voice other than God's, they hid themselves and God calls out and says, where are you? And they said, we're naked and we're ashamed. And God said, wait, who told you you were naked? Who told them they were naked? My money's on the snake. For some reason, God allows us to live in a world where alternatives to God's voice exist. For instance, the serpent. 
And those alternatives to God's voice are where shame originates, which means shame has an origin and it isn't God. Maybe the reason those five bridesmaids missed out on the feast wasn't because they didn't bring enough oil. Maybe it was because they listened to voices other than God's tell them who they were. They listened to the pious, legalistic, thanks for your offer of grace, Jesus, but I'll just take it from here, voices that shamed them. They listened to those voices that said, you are not enough. You're, you lack what is needed. You are deficient and should go get your own oil. They listen to voices tell them that they can only approach the groom if they have completed their spiritual self-improvement to-do list. And the foolish bridesmaids did what the others said. And here's the thing that really got me this week when I studied that verse I read earlier from Revelation, which says, in the city of God, they will not need the light of a lamp for the Lord God will give them light. Because think about it. If at midnight, someone on watch said, hey, wake up, the groom is coming. The groom must have had a lamp or a torch of some kind, right? How else could the groom have been seen from far away at midnight? The foolish bridesmaids weren't foolish because they didn't bring backup oil. They were foolish for listening to voices other than the grooms, and they were foolish for not trusting that if the Lord's light could be seen at midnight, it was probably enough. Instead of trusting that the light of Christ was enough to shine the way, they wasted all that time and energy and money trying to get their own light because someone shamed them into thinking they could never approach the Lord in their lack. Rather than just trusting that the light of those around them and the light of the groom was enough, they thought that what was required was to provide the light themselves. And then they were so consumed by the shame of not having done the right thing, they busied themselves trying to get it right, so much so that they missed the wedding banquet altogether. How would the story have been different if they just showed up with their lack and their mistakes and they trusted that God can really forgive and restore and redeem? Of course the bridegroom said, I don't know you, because they hadn't come to him in their need and their lack and their want. In their shame, they perhaps, not unlike us, mistakenly thought that all God is interested in is our strength, our preparedness, our piety, and our goodness. Maybe you are sitting there today yourself, having listened to a voice other than God's. And maybe that story is so familiar that you think it's the truth. But consider that you might not know your own story. Listen, and maybe you can hear God saying, wait, who told you you were naked? Who told you you have to lie to be loved? Who told you your body is not beautiful? Who told you that God's grace is not sufficient? Who told you that what you have done, good or bad, is actually who you are? Who told you that? My money's on the snake. And he's a damn liar. And always has been. So when snakes and bridesmaids start talking blasphemy, don't listen. God wants more for you. And always has. Amen.
never rise Will we ever rise above the fear Can we learn to see the need Can we share humanity I can see another day come Will we ever rise? 